What's happening, world? Kira and Ben, we're back again. This time we're going to take a little break from covering some user suggestions or user recommendations. And we are actually going to cover the film that won the Oscar for Best Picture, which is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Academy Awards. Academy Awards. So I love this film. I saw it in theaters when it first came out, um, like opening weekend. I was... I fell in love with it immediately. And I think it is such a beautiful and powerful film. Ben, kind of tell me about your history with it. Okay, so you had asked me if I had seen it. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And you're like, you have to watch it. It's amazing. It's up for the uh, Academy Award. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I watched it. And I love multiverse movies. And we had just did... We had just done Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And that was was when you asked me if I had seen this one. And I said, no. So I sat down and I watched it. And I liked it far better than Doctor Strange. I mean, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I really appreciate you suggesting it. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Absolutely amazing. I think the multiver- the use of the multiverse and the science of the multiverse used in this film is better than any Marvel thing I've seen. Yes, 100%. It is so tight and well done. And I thought it was absolutely incredible. So I'm just going to. So this movie cleaned up at the Oscars and we're going to kind of talk about the film talk about the awards it's won, talk about its impact. It's really exciting. So we've already said that it did win Best Picture, which it absolutely deserved. It's also won Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, Best Director for The Daniels, Best Editing for their editing team, uh, Best Supporting Actor, Ki Chuang, Best Supporting Actress, Jamie Lee, and then Best Original Screenplay, which goes to The Daniels again. So out of the, out of, I think, all the awards it won seven, huge, the only one that I would debate is Best Supporting Actress because I think the daughter, Stephanie Sion, uh, Stephanie Sion, carried that film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was great. Especially, <laughs> there's one part when she's doing battle. Oh, my God. I, and she's changing the outfits or with uh, the dildo. The dildos. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> it, was, it is so funny. So the absurdity of this film mixed with some really true like emotional punches is what makes it so fantastic so we're starting off with we have michelle yo's character and she runs a laundromat she lives with her father her husband and her daughters and her daughter and she is very stressed out all the time thinks she's the only one keeping it together they have to file their taxes and their taxes are wrong and She's struggling with that. She's struggling with like getting approval from her dad. She's struggling with her relationship with her daughter. Uh, She feels like she's kind of losing grip in every aspect of her life. Yeah. And I thought it was great that like one reason she's struggling with the taxes is because she keeps on starting projects that she don't finish, but they they revert to the other multiverse. Like she starts trying to be a singer and then she can't do it. And then she starts trying to be something else and she can't do it. But the whole reason she can't finish it is because in another universe, she is finishing. And I thought that was so cool. So one of the things I love about this movie is the idea that any version of you is still inside you at any point. And I think that's like a really powerful message um, to have. Um, I know the more the overarching message is that of breaking generational trauma and listening to your children and forming new bonds with them um, and accepting them for who they are outside of like how you grew up. You have to respect how you're raising your children. I don't know. I thought that one scene in the parking lot was incredible when they're talking to each other. Yeah. And she's like, I could be anywhere in the world, but I want to be right here with you saying this out. So we have the mom 
She's dealing with all very real life things in her or what I would call our universe. Yeah. And she gets a fracture and her husband, his body gets taken by one of his other um, multiverse personalities who's like a five star fighter. He comes from the best universe. He knows everything. He's there to protect her. So he's kind of like her guide throughout this. And as she's able and getting more comfortable to tap into like these different worlds, she's seeing that parallels in each world. But there's one force that is kind of following around. And that is, it is not her daughter, but her daughter is the impersonification of it or yep. personification of it into this like all knowing kind of celestial being who has mastered this multiverse and believes that there's nothing and the, the world is nothing. Yeah, if you put everything on a bagel, it's nothing. Yep. <laughs> You're just going into the hole. And I like, and I like this idea of like nihilism because I, at my core, I'm very nihilistic. So I thought that that was really interesting that we're gonna have this be our like main focus of the film is like how we have access to all these things, but nothing really matters if we have access to all of it because we'll just take it all for granted anyways. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think one of the key aspects of this movie too was the fact that you know she, she her life isn't as bad as she thinks it is you no know, she, i mean who she, doesn't struggle with taxes right. <laughs> a, a struggle in life like she's she's not happy in her marriage you know because she she wants better she's she just thinks that she could have done better if she didn't marry this man but in reality like she was where she had to be yeah exactly and i think that's and i think that's like the point is like everything happens for a reason and everything will happen for a reason so this movie is also broken up into three parts everything everywhere and then all at once like so just like the last movie um if you're not caught up we did just cover a hindi film Tambon. this was also broken up into that three-part structure this film as well and i think between these two now that we're just like kind of talking about it is they both deal with a, a child and parent relationship and how to overcome that especially in the third parts where where we see it all come together so this movie is very i would say emotional i think one of the best parts is when we kind of see the daughter and michelle yo's character kind of having this all-out fight through every single universe and they're just like yelling and they're trying to understand each other and they can't because no one's really listening and then they go to rocks and they just <laughs> sit there as rocks and it's i so funny <laughs> it is so funny but it's also so beautiful because i thought to have like to understand this like idea of like peace within like a mother and daughter relationship of where like you're not always constantly fighting and like someone's not listening someone's just talking and you go to this place of silence to just like be with each other i think is super important i i love this movie this movie resonated with me a lot so let's get back i know i'm jumping all over the place i just have a lot to say it's a good movie it's a really great movie. So the fight scene's hilarious. Um, Michelle Yeoh, an incredible star, incredible action star, incredible actress. Really coming into her, like, I would say, like, golden era, winning an Oscar at 50. Some fun facts. Outside of Halle Berry, she is the only um, woman of color to win Best Actress. She's also the first Asian, Amer the, um, Asian woman to win Best Actress. Nice. Nice. Deserved it. She absolutely deserved it. I thought... Her performance was phenomenal to play all those different parts and give everyone so much soul is so beautiful. You really, She really put her whole self into it. And I think that really shows with like the Daniels and how they created this great environment. I mean, this film went best editing and it had five editors who had never edited a film before. Like, I did not know that. This movie, I, I learned that from the Oscar speech. 
this movie is so incredible and it is so good and it's so fun and it's so rich. I thought, so it, to me, it felt like life because life is crazy and absurd and you don't know what's going on and everyone's trying to make sense of it, but nothing makes sense because nothing matters. Again, back to the nihilism, like nothing matters. And from that, you have to create your own meaning and you have to form these, your own bonds and you have to work at the relationships that matter. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you have to focus on on what's around you and like the people around you instead of trying to focus outwardly like get, like get your get your get your house straight yeah and i mean the this whole idea of like focusing like on these like taxes and like trying to get like your money right like we obviously all have to do that we're in tax season right now oh yeah but at the same time it's like there's more to life than being successful again we're talking about this capitalistic machine that the western world has grown in but it's like it's, it is unsustainable this is not p- people aren't meant to become workhorses that just grind themselves into the ground to pay the government to have a semblance of a life like yeah like me i work two jobs i kill myself but i do this podcast i wrote a book i do stuff other than work because work it doesn't make the person i am just, right and you can't let it define you. Like, exactly. And I think what is so great about Michelle Yeoh's character when we see her exploring all these different activities and hobbies and passions that she feels like are inside of her is that she is she's trying to become more than her job. Right. She's trying to become like she wants her job to be everything that she is. And she's still trying to figure out who she is because she has all these different pieces in her. Right. And I think that is really beautiful. I don't think I would have written a karaoke machine as a tax write-off, but... <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that's just me. So the movie is very silly, though. Like, it's very heavy, but it's also very silly. Like, I love the fight scenes. The fight scenes are, first of all, fantastic. Yeah. Very well choreographed, but hilarious. We have the dildo fight scene. Yeah. We have the Michael Jackson fight scene. Like, when she's... Oh, no, the Elvis fight scene when she's in the Elvis outfit. We have the fight scene where they're doing... So one of the things that you have to do to switch into your multiverse self is you have to do something very crazy that you would never do. That would be so out of character that it would like trigger some synapses or something. I forget the exact science. And so they these people have to do the craziest things. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is they're in the middle of the battle and one of the people that they are fighting has to jump onto a butt plug that (laughs) is actually a statue for auditor of the year. Hilarious. They have to stick something up their butt to become a great kung fu fighter. Exactly. (laughs) It was so funny. It's like, what the hell is this? Or like they have to like, I I think like one of them was like he had to like confess his like love or like lick his face. It was it's just very silly and it's very fun. So then we see Michelle Yeoh in every universe. Right. And now she's exploring herself in every universe, which I think is important. Like it's something you have to do. And she seems most happy in her movie star universe where she is a beautiful, popular star. And. Her husband is also in this universe. He's in every universe. Everyone that is with her is in every universe, which I think is beautiful because it shows like you're really, the connections that you make are real and you're making these connections for a reason because even if you don't believe in anything, which is the point of this film, this nihilism, people are still connected and everything does still happen for a reason. Yeah, and I thought one of the main points of this whole movie is the daughter has a a, a female relationship. Um, Right, she's gay. She's gay, so... The fa- her grandfather, the mothers are scared to tell the grandfather because she feels he's not going to accept this and it's going to be like a disgrace to the family. But in an alternate universe where they have hot dog fingers, which was freaking hysterical, by the way. She's gay. She's gay with the 
the tax auditor. So it was like, you got, I was like, oh my God. So like, it's really funny. And I think one of those parts, when she sees the relationship she's in with the hot dog finger universe and how much love they have for each other, I think that's one of the things that breaks her from being stereotypical. Absolutely. And I think too, and I think I 100% agree. And I think when she finally stands up to her father and defends her daughter and is like, no, this is her girlfriend, not her friend. Like, you should be introduced to her properly. I think it shows that, like, even if you can't understand something, you should still accept it because you still love this person. And I think the scene where she's in the intimate relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis is... um much more to also see Jamie Lee Curtis's humanity and kind of humanize her a little bit because she is this kind of like domineering kind of like negative force. I'll, I'll use the word force, yeah. negative force. And from that, they're always constantly at battle. And then we see them sitting outside of the laundromat and kind of talking towards the end of the film. And they're really kind of connecting with each other and having empathy and compassion and listening And then we see her being like, okay, come back and we'll we'll work this out. We'll figure it out, which I really liked. And I thought I thought the film was great. And then you see like how her how her and her husband reconnect. Yeah, because she thinks he's an idiot. She thinks he's unable to do anything without her. Right. And, you know, there's a part when they're in the laundromat and everything's going to hell. The husband talks to the tax auditor and she's like, all right, I'm going to give you an extension. Mm -hmm. So the wife's confused as all all get out. She's like, what just happened? And he's like, I talked to her. So when they go outside and they're sitting on the thing talking, he was like, she, she's like, what, what did my husband say to you? What did my dimwitted husband say to you to get you to give me an extension? And she's like, he told me the truth. Yeah. He told me that you guys were thinking about getting a divorce. And she's like, and I had a divorce. And it hit home with me. So I understood your pain. So I gave you an extension. You know, and I thought that was really good to, to see, like, you know, even though you think this guy's a moron and everything else, he basically saved you. He did. Yep. So the husband is the character in Indiana Jones. I get the character's name, the little 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 Asian boy that's hysterical. And he's also in Goonies, where he's like the James Bond wannabe. So that was the husband. And I, I loved him in both those movies. I thought he was hysterical. And I'm, I'm glad to see him in this movie. I thought he played this very well, jumping from being like an action hero kind of guy to a dim-witted kind of guy to a very confused kind of guy. So it was a lot of jumping around in this movie, and it was really fun. And I think, too, when looking at his character, more so than being dim-witted, he was just nice, and he was quiet, and he was compassionate, and he was silly, and that's why he put the little googly eyes on everything to, like, brighten it up and make it light because where she was so serious. And I think that ties into the end when she takes everything that she's learned and she's stuck the googly eye on her, and she's like, I will use everything to fight this, not just what I know. And I think having her loosen up and feel that um, is what helped progress her character because then we see the battle scene finish out and then we go back into the parking lot. Yeah. And I like the fact that during the battle scene, like the daughter is basically going to kill herself. She's she's had it with everything she's yeah, done. She, and she's going to bring the mom with her. Yeah. She's going to go into the void. She's like, I'm just done. And then she can't get the mother. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go alone and I'm going to do what I got to do. But then to see the mother use every part of the people that were fighting against her. To pull her in. Yeah, to pull her in. Like, she goes and she finds all these things that the people, the inner secrets and the inner emotions of the people, and she uses them against those people to, to not hurt them, but to make them realize who they were. Yeah. And, and, and join forces with her. And then, so what she did was, I think she really tapped into her husband's idea of sensibility of being kind and listening and telling the truth. And she used that yeah. in that scene to try to pull her daughter back in or the embodiment of her daughter in the uh, Jambori character. Yeah. But... 
really fantastic, really well done. And I think the dynamic between the mother and the daughter is the most powerful dynamic in the film. To me, it is what centers the whole thing because you have this idea of these two people need each other. They obviously can't survive without each other. They're fighting through multiple verses. Yep. I think one of the key parts, too, is when they're rocks. Yeah. And the daughter oh. falls off the cliff on purpose to get away from the mother. And she rolls down. To yeah, and, and the mother rolls down after her and says, where you go, I go. I know. And then when they're in the parking lot and she goes, I don't want to be anywhere but right here having this conversation with you. I think I and you can see like when the daughter starts like breaking down yeah. that that means everything to her. Yeah. Because she thinks she's not loved by the mother. Because yeah. she thinks the mother's ashamed of her. The and mother's not ashamed of her. She just she's from a, a different culture, and the father's from a different culture. So she doesn't know how to intertwine that culture. Yeah, and, and that's why, and that's why this this idea of like breaking this generational trauma is so important because we see it when the mom uh, defends her daughter to her father, yeah. which was her step, and then you see that cycle break, and then you see her opening up the door to her daughter, which is breaking another cycle. And it's like you're you're opening this door, you're keeping these conversations going, you're doing what you need to do to support your family in a more emotional way. And I think the way that the world is trending is we're trending more emotional, whereas in the past people have been very focused on being non-emotional, being non-emotional. I didn't realize that the grandfather is the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. He's the villain. He's like 100 years old. Yeah, he is. He did, And I like the fact that at the ending, when he does realize that the girlfriend is the girlfriend, girlfriend he accepts it. Yeah. He's just like, because I think he realized things are changing. Yeah. He didn't want his daughter to be unhappy. I think he, he was stuck in his traditional ways. That's why he didn't want her to marry the husband. He was like, if you leave, you're done. I'm, I'm done with you. Because he was stuck in his traditional ways. And she broke that cycle. And then the daughter broke the cycle. So I think, you know, he was coming around. Agree. 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 And I think, I mean, and even at the end of the movie, we see the mom still kind of coming around. Like everyone is still in progress. I love at the end. When she just like grabs her husband and like gives him a little like spontaneous kiss because that's all you want. You see him in the beginning of the film watching all these like loving couples being like affectionate and like gentle with each other. And you can see him really yearning for that. And you see her making that effort at the end of the film, which I really appreciate. Right. I mean, when you love someone, you want to be loved back. I mean, no one wants to be rejected by the person they love. I mean, it's just that's heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. You know, because I mean, if the person doesn't love you, they should move on. The wife finds out he's filing for divorce. He goes, I don't want to do this, but you're not happy, and I want you to be happy. Exactly. You know, so he's not even thinking about himself. He's thinking about her. I mean, he's thinking about how much he loves her and how much he's willing to walk away from the relationship to make her happy. You know? And I mean, and I think that shows, like you said, how much he loves her because when you care so much about someone that you would do anything for them to be happy, it means maybe you won't be happy for a little bit. Right. It falls into that if you love something, set it free, and if it was meant to be, it will return to you. Yeah. You know? But also, I believe that if you break up once, maybe you shouldn't get back together because right? people don't change. Right. But I mean, everything <laughs> hey, is different. Hey, back they're, to that they're, nihilism. They're X's for a reason. <laughs> X's for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> <laughs> this film is fantastic. I thought some fun things just to talk about. Uh, the costuming of this film, beautiful. Every new outfit that the daughter wore, I was in love with yeah she those, those costumes were designs were great incredible and then she made her hair into like a, a bagel oh my god <laughs> it was so good it was so good and then like i don't know i loved how like everything fit like her personality for like at that time like we see her i mean the one scene where she's just like snapping in and out and in every single outfit i was like this is beautiful you're 
The editing of this movie is crazy. So we only physically see a few universes in this. But when we see Michelle Yeoh's face, sometimes we see flashes of 30. Yeah. And I want to see movies about every single one. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they have that machine and it shows like the different spikes and the different yes. universes. So you see there's like there's multiple universes with them in it, but they only focus on a f- certain few, you know, and I thought that was really great. Nothing was really good is um, when the daughter says, I took all my pain and all my anguish and I put it on a bagel. And she's like, and when you put everything on a bagel, it doesn't turn out well. It doesn't turn out well. This is an everything bagel. It's not good. Yeah. And I really, and I don't know. I love, I really, really love this movie. Because when you put everything, when you put all your emotions. So I'm a very emotional person. I will say this. I'm crazy. I'm emotional. I'm alone and scared right now. <laughs> Ben's like, uh, Kira, do you have a knife? No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But it's, it's like. I resonated with the daughter a lot in this film with this idea of like nothing of feeling nothingness and taking all your despair and putting it somewhere, but still having it be all consuming. Yeah. I struggle with depression. So I really understood that. So I really thought it was a very good analogy to have. And I really, and I really appreciate it because it's done in such a a good way because instead of her succumbing and giving into her darkness, we see her get pulled out by her mom. Yeah. I, I, and that's beautiful, you know, because parents should always be there to support their children. And they're not all the time. They're not. I mean, it's society. They're not always there for their, their children. And it's sad, you know, but that's the society that we have. right now. Exactly. And like, and here's the thing, parents, and I think a lot of kids forget this, but parents are people too. Right. And at the same time, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone is just trying their best. So I think we always have to approach situations with grace and understanding and empathy. But... I think as being a child, you expect that your parent will just blindly. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, because anybody can have a child. Anyone can have a child. But not, not everybody can be a parent. A hundred percent. Absolutely. The last movie, he had a son. He didn't care about his son. He, he wasn't just, a parent. He used his son to get his Gold. own means. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. And it's the opposite in this movie. The mother had the daughter and loves the daughter to death, but she doesn't understand the daughter. Yeah. Or she doesn't understand how to, because ex- I don't think she could accept things about herself. How could she accept things about her, her daughter? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love that when they're going through the universes, one of the most iconic lines that have come from this film is when Michelle Yeoh and Ki Wong in the movie star universe are talking out in the rain. It's very beautiful. Reminds me of In the Mood for Love. Gorgeous. And they're kind of chatting about how they went their separate ways and how they didn't work out, how they broke up and how she became an actress instead of like going with him to America. But he's successful. She's successful. And he goes, you know, after everything, I would have really liked a life of doing laundry and taxes with you. So she's looking at what she has as like a dream life. And she's like, and it's like the most mundane parts of your life that is so stress that is stressing you out is the parts that make it beautiful. This is it's it's who you are and it's the connections you make. It's not what you do or what you think you need. Yeah, you know, and it's you can be rich, you can be famous, you can have everything and be lonely and be lonely. Yeah, and like that's what this basically. I thought that part was with those two. They they had all that, but they didn't have each other and they were lonely. And they were lonely because it because this movie is about connection and understanding and empathy more to me more than anything else yeah and i thought the funny part was when she actually jumps into the movie star's body she's like i have to go and save our daughter and he's like we have a daughter we have a daughter <laughs> no he's, he's, like, he's like 
He's like, what is going on here? He's like, this is crazy. Yeah, so like so much of this movie is crazy, and like like I strongly recommend it. I mean, it won Best Picture for a reason. I oh mean, my it god! It is by far one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're always guessing what's going to happen because so much crazy stuff happens that you're going to miss something. Like they turn into a professional wrestler. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's just so off the chain, and it's it's like every second is like something new, something new, something new, something new, and it was really good. It was really good, and. To speak to the be- best picture, I think it is. Did I see every best picture? No, but I, I know for a fact that this movie is better than Avatar: The Way of the Water. Oh, 100%. just on. I've seen this Maverick. movie. I <laughs> Maverick, get off it! Like I understand that this is like the the movie. This is the best movie because this is, I think, a representation of where we are as a society and where we are as a country. And I think that's what the best picture should say. When Bong Joon Ho won best picture for Parasite a few years ago he had said the Oscars are not as international or the end-all be-all as we like to think they are and I I agree with that they are not but I think as an an encapsulation of what America is focusing on or trying to focus on it's perfect I think having this movie win is a huge success I think beating something that is very like Americana like Top Gun Maverick where we're just like it's a it's a legacy film it's following a white man it's about it's like military propaganda like all these things but like no i've seen this story so many times i don't care about it anymore i want to see a story about a family jumping through multiverses to understand each other and grow in love and i thought last see i like this because last year's coda winner was incredible and it it broke down the doors for you know the the hearing impaired and and deaf and this year it broke down the the barrier for like you know different cultures agreed and I feel like I feel like these barriers have been broken because, like, I mean, we've been obviously doing a huge spell of international films and amazing films, amazing films, and they are just is just better than than like America is not the end all be all. I totally agree with that. Like, if you can read a line of dialogue, you can open your mind to so many new movies. Right, and I I honestly think like as an American, if you're listening as, as an American. If you go back through our, our podcast and look at the episodes we had and the movies we have reviewed, go watch them. Yeah, please watch You've them. You've got to watch them because they will, like, they will break your, your mind down and be like, all right, we know something. These are actually really good movies. And yeah. I would have never watched them because they're not focal points of American culture. They're not, they're not like, on our televisions every day. They're not you know, flashing our faces you know, like a Top Gun Maverick, Avatar. These, those are like you know, every commercial, everything. These movies don't get the focus that they do in america but they should because they rock they rock and i think it's just arrogance and xenophobia and all these things that america's great at but i love i love watching these films i have so much fun i love this movie i cannot say enough good things about it i cannot stop recommending it to anyone if you have relationship in your life that you're kind of reevaluating or questioning or you're struggling with i would watch this film i think you would get a lot out of it because it covers so much ground. Yeah, and if you love like slapstick comedy oh and, my and God. just like off the wall humor, this is a must because this is so funny, but it's so funny but then the point is so real. It's so real. And that's the thing, I think that's life, you know. Life is very funny, but it's also very real and you don't know what to expect and you can be filled with like these like this like nihilism and like distress, but at the same time like you can be fighting with dildos and it's funny. Yes. Yep. And how many of us in life have done different projects, wanted to be something and, and just given up on it? And given up. I've given up on 
so many things. Do you think my when I started out in my life, this is where I thought I would be? No, oh, and like I would be Ben Jovi right now playing. In a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would be like wine wine vineyard owner Kira. Like <laughs> like our lives don't work out the way they work out, but everything I think happens for a reason, and everything we make active choices every day to have the life that we we have. Yeah. Nothing happens to you. And I think this movie is a great point of that. It's like nothing happens to you. You can take all your despair and you can take all this, but you're still making those choices. Yeah, and it, it fits into our podcast, Dare to be Different. Dare to be different. Be who you are. Always. You know, always be who you are. Always. But only like good films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only like good films. Like, oh, listen to our recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the end-all be-all for films, so maybe just listen to us. But no, I think this movie, super powerful, super groundbreaking, incredible. I can't wait to see what the Daniels do next. As a duo, I think they've really soared and they've really put themselves on the map. I mean, everyone's talking about them. Everyone's excited. And I think with, when they come together, they have created something really beautiful. So I, I can't wait to see what comes out of them next. Right. Break the walls down. Break the walls down. All right, y'all. Well, please watch Everything Everywhere all at once if you have not. It is absolutely worth it. You will not be disappointed. This is going to be probably one of my top movies of all time. It already is in my top 10 because it is so incredibly powerful and amazing. Please, please watch it. And Ben? Listen, thank you to all our viewers in different countries in, in America. We really greatly appreciate you guys. And wherever you get your podcast fixed, tune in to us and follow. And that's about it for me. That's about it. So we'll catch you next time on What's Happening.